I'm Joshua from Ask the Child Whisperer, and I am here to offer you some parenting help that is real life for real life kids. Whether you have a mellow kid or super spicy, I'm the coach for you. Can I do some myth busting? Progressive parenting and socially immature children are not a good mix. I know it's probably going to be really shocking to you to hear this because you've probably read up on so many different progressive techniques and you're trying so hard to implement them and so are the teachers and yet your kid is still pushing people over, whacking them with a shovel, perhaps biting them, uh, perhaps saying mean things to them, crying, having tantrums. And so I'm going to come back around the bend to remind you progressive parenting, progressive coaching, and socially immature children are not a good match. So I'm going to tell you why. One of the first reasons is progressive parenting speaks a lot in general. People don't like this. It doesn't feel good to her. This doesn't work. Um, this isn't kind. For children who are socially immature, <laughs> all of this is like, what? Wow, wow. So what does all that mean? So they're so lost on what does all that mean that they are trying so hard to figure out what should they do. So you're constantly telling them to be kind, but that is so general. What the hell does just be kind mean? Like even if you're if you if you're in a meeting and you're kind of botching the report and I'm like, hey, give it your best effort. Hey, respect everyone's time here. That's very like, what, 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 what do you mean? You want me to, am I completely off base? Go back to the beginning? Um, I'm not on topic. Like your mind will go everywhere because you don't exactly know what that means. It's not helpful. So progressive parenting assumes that a child is a typical developing child um, typical to advanced. And so progressive parenting fits better. It's a better fit. But whenever your child is immature skill set, very young skill set, it doesn't have enough meat. So they don't really know what to hang on to. So when it comes to social interactions that have gone wrong, whether it's just a little wrong or like really, really wrong, I often say this is a time to have a big dose of traditional. That's where we should be starting. Traditional is very black and white. And by traditional, I don't mean don't do that again or I'll whack you. Don't do that again or you can't play with the toy. No, traditional is very detail oriented. So when I'm describing traditional, it means I'm black and white. I'm being very clear about the many goals. So I remove a lot of the feeling discussions. How does she feel? Because children have to mature into having those conversations. You can't start there. So traditional is more uh, the, the black and white of things, the bones, if you will. It's not dealing progressive is more the ruffles and the bows. So if my child, say, is knocking someone over, then I say, oh, Oh dear, you did not agree. You did not agree. You pushed her. You have a different idea. So there I'm isolating. I'm thinking you hit her. You hit him because you had a difference of opinion. 
but you didn't know how to articulate it. You got surprised. Whatever the case is, you didn't communicate your difference of opinion. So I'm highlighting that for you. Oh, I get that there was a disconnect here. Because I'm assuming the disconnect was so uncomfortable for you, that's why you got physical. Because you couldn't say it? Because you got surprised? Because you thought this would be more clear if you just ripped the toy out of his hand? Like you could clearly tell him what it is that your idea is? So by articulating like, hey, I saw what you did to remedy or to fix or to get out of. Okay, I see you're uncomfortable with it. I see you're uncomfortable with it. So that means a child sees that you are on their side. The next step is I will ask the other child. I'll look at the child with these big like, oh, I get it. You didn't like this eyes because I'm using nonverbal communication to say, oh, I get it. I get it. You didn't like this. But I'm not taking up space and valuable conversation time or things that are knowns. They're givens at this point. They're givens. This kid doesn't agree. Oh man, you didn't want to get hit and pushed like, oh man. And I go, so the next step is let's try again. Let's try again. He was digging with the shovel. You want what? You want what? What is your idea? So I'm standing in between so that the child can then try to articulate what they thought was going to happen. Oh, I thought we were going to put the cars in there. Why does he keep digging the hole? Then I can say, oh, so-and-so, did you know that idea? Did you know that he wanted the cars? So now I'm helping them have a conversation about the disconnect. Once we get all on that page, then I can turn around to the kid who hit or grabbed and I go, oh, you told him all your idea. Now he knows. Now she knows. Oh, he agreed with it. You told him. So he agrees. He wants to do that idea. Or the flip side is, oh, so he wants to put all the cars. Are you ready for that part? So say the other child is like, no, I'm not ready. I want to do And I go, oh, I will help him with that. He's not ready. He has to make the hole bigger. So I'm again helping this younger player digest this disappointment, right? I'm making space for this other kid to voice their opinion. But they are in the situation as equals. There is no victim and there is no bully. I'm helping them figure out how to ride out this disconnect, this different of this difference of opinion, these differing expectations. So I can turn on and look at the boy. So even if you hit him, he was still going to finish his idea. Even if you took her doll, she was going to need the doll back to feed. It was it was baby's eating time. So she, you have to wait for her idea to finish. So I can help both players learn, hey, you have the right to finish your idea. You have the right to say, hey, give it back. The other child has the right to have a do-over, to have someone walk them through the parts of communication that are very hard for them to understand. That's very different than using up valuable time with, look at his face. He doesn't like that. But the problem didn't have to do with his face. The problem had to do with digging a hole. 
the problem didn't have to do with her not liking. The problem was she needed to finish feeding her baby. So if I keep children focused on the problem or the task at hand, it is much easier for the younger player to get enough repetitions in. It's much easier for the other children to learn to be more clear. Hey, hey, wait a minute. I have to finish the hole, remember? So they learn to proactively guide the immature player to give them more detail. So the immature player knows what to do instead of panicking and I'm not going to get a turn or I'm not going to get that. And so that's where the divide between progressive parenting and traditional parenting is so huge because progressive parenting leans on having very uh, emotion-based conversations and for very immature children they're not there yet so talking about feelings just feels so out there like otherworldly and then at the end they're standing there like so can I get the swing or not like when am I going to get a turn so it's easier for them to learn how to be more flexible social creatures if we talk about the baby steps that will make up a positive interaction. So let's see, let's give you another example. This means if you go to the playground and there's a kid on this little teeter-totter rocking back and forth toy and your kid runs up, that like makes some noise and tries to push the kid off. I will probably grab onto the other kid. I will help you. And then I quickly look at my kid using the other hand. Oh, oh, you want to turn. Oh, we can ask two more minutes. Are you almost done? So remember, it's very brief because regardless of what age your child is, they can only remember so much. So give them a very brief phrase. And hopefully it becomes muscle memory, right? It becomes very robotic, this phrase. Can I have it in two minutes? Can I be next? Because we want them to start using that instead of using their hands to push automatically. That phrase should start to get kicked out before they make any physical connection with a kid. So because another child hears me, they have background. Oh, this kid doesn't know how to wait his turn. Oh, she doesn't know how to ask for a turn. Oh, so she doesn't hate me. She's not out to attack me. She doesn't know how to do this part yet. So it's much easier to give everyone information about what everyone is working with, right? So I can look over at the other child. He pushed you because he's learning how to say, oh man, can I be next? He didn't, he didn't know you were going to be here. She didn't know that you were going to have the baby. So she got sad or she got loud. She forgot to say, oh man, oh no, I wanted that first. That's what she was trying. That's what she was thinking. So then another child is like, got it, got it. This kid isn't mean. They're just younger in their communication style. They're younger when it comes to self-regulation. And because you say these things out loud, another parent knows then how to coach their child. They won't become defensive like your kid is out to get my kid. They're like, oh, that's where you are with it, <laughs> right? So they can tell their kid, you know what? I'll stand next to you. He's, he's trying really hard to use his words. His mom is helping him. I'll help you, 
right? So then all the children feel no one has picked a side. There is no good guy and there's no bad guy. There's just learners. There are just learners here. I hope these examples were good. If you find that you are really like, no, I really want to have these emotion-based conversations, I need to remind you, it's not that you won't have these conversations. It just means that when you're in the thick of it, they're not helpful for your kid at this point in their development. You will, as your kid matures, you will be able to shift into, say, more progressive tips more progressive techniques because your child has matured and is able to have those types of conversations. But right now, if you have a younger player, immature in how they process situations, how they think out their reactions to things, they need more help nitty gritty. You're doing a lot more of the baby step work of highlighting things you assume your kid knows that no, they don't actually know you have to teach those little steps. So you will eventually in time become progressive if that's what fits your kid ultimately. But our job is to speak in a way that really benefits and helps our children bloom. So it's not for the sake of what makes our hearts bloom. It's what makes your kid bloom in the world because they, they are, you know, new little plants and they need to grow some roots. They need to have like some branch. They need to branch out to other people in this garden that is their life. So remember, sometimes you use traditional because it's more clear. Children know what to expect. And you are not making anyone a good guy nor a bad guy. You are leveling the ground that people are both learners. I hope this was helpful. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day, that you have at least one or two good laughs with your little people. And I hope to see... Some of you probably on a coaching call or hear from some of you if you have questions, info at askthechildwhisperer.com. And if there's ever a topic that you'd like me to broach, feel free to send that in to me. Have a great rest of the day.